It's the Alex Cast for Thursday, March 16th, and today I wanted to just continue the conversation we were having last couple of days about the situation in the banking industry right now, and specifically with SVB. So a reminder yesterday where I left things off was briefly touching on uh, the rules and regulations and things that um, were put in place after the last financial crisis in 2010. Um, and these are actually kind of coming up again as a point of uh, discussion because of um, the collapse of a couple of banks uh, that we've seen in the U.S. in the past uh, week or so. Uh, so just to remind everyone where we were in the year 2008, 2010, uh, there was a massive kind of collapse because of the collapse of the real estate industry and a bunch of banks were in sort of a tough situation, banks and hedge funds. Uh, you might remember the names Lehman Brothers, Bear Stearns, uh, Washington Mutual. Um, and the, the big reason that a lot of these banks went under was because they just ran basically out of money because of a bunch of bad loans. And unfortunately, the government and the regulators didn't have proper oversight over them uh, in response to those events. And um, the, the thing that you really need to know about banks is that they're just sort of core to any economy. Uh, if you don't have a good banking sector, one that people uh, feel confidence putting their money into a bank or believing in your currency, then the whole economy starts to sort of crater. And uh, it's, it's one of these weird industries that's so central to our everyday functions that we don't really think about too much because it's just so well-regulated and reliable that we don't need to think about it at all. And we have that because of the strong regulations that uh, have put in place over the time, um, not just uh, with respect to the Dodd-Frank Act, but just in the last 100 years or so, uh, the confidence that we as a general public have in our banking system uh, whether you like a big bank or not, is pretty strong. So what, what happened in 2008 was that that banking system sort of collapsed in on itself in some ways, and uh, there were some rules put into place as a consequence of that, uh, known as the Dodd-Frank uh, Consumer Protection Act, or Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act is the proper name. And these regulations were meant to uh, put stricter controls around reporting requirements and the financial health of all of the banks. What they originally did, uh, the kind of the core of the law that is relevant for SVB, is that they said any bank that held over $50 billion in uh, deposit assets would need to go through stricter uh, stress tests, as they call them. And basically, these stress tests were uh, tests that the regulators would do on the bank, I think, every six months to ensure that they were holding the proper amount of uh, capital reserves, basically liquid uh, money. Uh, on their balance sheets, uh, that they would be able to withstand certain financial conditions and outcomes like a massive plunge in the economy and GDP, a uh, big run on the bank, these sorts of things. And the reason why these were these regulations were really important is it basically made banks do a lot of work to improve the health of their balance sheets, which is a fancy way of saying if a bank was doing and taking like really big risks and just not like being good stewards of their money, then these tests were meant to flesh out those that were not doing that and uh, enforce uh, some sort of, of uh, change on the bank's uh, balance sheets and its uh, business so that it got into a better financial shape. And this is all in pursuit of making sure that we weren't going to have to have uh, bailouts of any banks anymore as we had to with, uh, with that last crisis. And the problem with a bailout uh, on the face of it isn't like super big in some respects, like sometimes the government needs to step in to correct market failures or protect consumers, things like that. One of the big things that you hear a lot with the current banking crisis is that every time you bail out a bank, there's this thing that they refer to as moral hazard. And the moral hazard in, in this respect uh, is referring to the idea that uh, when, when, you, when you save someone's butt, like in the case of the banks, 
um, it basically creates this future condition where people just become like they start to assume that no matter what, the government will always be there to protect me if uh, someone else does something really stupid, which on the face of it, it's like not the worst thing in the world to think. But um, if everyone just sort of throws money at the banks without any sort of due diligence to make sure that the bank is actually a good steward of their money, then you run into the scenario where like, I'm just going to do whatever I want as a consumer and never be a little bit hesitant or reluctant or careful about the things that I do because I'm always going to expect that someone's going to come in and save me uh, when I'm put in a bad position. Um, we see this a lot with like the climate crisis right now, um, where if you look at like FEMA or other government agencies that will step in after a hurricane or a tornado or something like that, uh, every time that companies, or not, not only companies, but uh, uh, individuals like rebuild in a really flood prone area and then say FEMA comes in and just gives them a bunch of money to build their homes, that's also a sort of moral hazard that you can look at and say, well, people are never going to change their behavior if they always think there's going to be someone that comes in and saves them um, and they're never going to be influenced into to sort of improving their their uh, overall condition. Um, same thing with like medications, you could look at it that way, right? Like moral hazard is a really hard thing to measure. It's more of like a feeling uh, that you want to be careful about whenever you're designing uh, any kind of federal relief programs or things like that, that if you want people to change behavior, you can't give them the implicit or explicit belief that they will always uh, be safe no matter what, even when they should be changing their behavior, like in the case of a bank, uh, maybe not take as many risks uh, if they want to get really big, or if they do take risks to um, you know, not uh, do it with a certain amount of caution as well. So uh, this was what the Dodd-Frank Protection Act, or Dodd-Frank Act was really designed to do, was to put stricter regulations on the banks and make sure that the ones that were uh, deemed to be past a certain threshold in size, in the original case, $50 billion, were safer. And uh, initially this worked out really well. Uh, all the banks that were uh, met this threshold were forced to put up additional capital, basically become safer uh, citizens of the banking community. And uh, we saw some really good outcomes from this in the first couple of years where a lot of banks had to go back and, and uh, you know put in some more work to improve the state of their balance sheets. One of the things that happened around 2018 is uh, the uh, Trump administration passed a, uh, a law that increased the level that a bank would be considered to be systemically important. So that $50 billion threshold went up to $250 billion. And that was basically a way of saying like anyone now with uh, $250 billion in deposit assets or more would have to go through these additional tests and um, rules and regulations and be considered systemically important. While anyone that held deposits of less than $250 billion was no longer considered a critical uh, bank. Now, <clears throat> fast forward to SVB. Uh, it turns out when SVB um, was uh, collapsed, it was a bank that had north of $200 billion and was no longer subject to these requirements. And what we saw from that um, experience was they were a big lobbying uh, company that was lobbying pretty hard to get those limits raised. And one of the sort of ironies about this, uh, the, the, the Dodd and Dodd-Frank, um, or no, I'm sorry, the, the Frank and Dodd-Frank, uh, Barney Frank, former senator, uh, was uh, also on the board of one of the banks that failed uh, out in New York, uh, Signature Bank. And he's been going out right now and saying like, no, it's totally okay. These, you know, raising these limits was a good thing to do, even though he was, you know, in charge of, of implementing this law and proposing it and getting it passed through Congress. And it's sort of like a little bit of a, of a sense of hypocrisy that like once you move into the private sector and you want, um, you no longer have that same 
level of concern about uh, you know the, the health of the financial system that like now it's okay to raise that limit and like everything's okay to do it to do that um, and it's just it's like really frustrating from my perspective because a person that was a really strong steward of the financial system with this uh, with this law was kind of captured by a bank and saying like no the this limit wouldn't have saved anything when in my belief at least uh, still having those 50 billion dollar limits would have put stricter requirements around SVB and the, the criticism that a lot of the banks come back with or about those limits was always that um, you know this is a lot of extra paperwork and it's a lot of extra work for us to do it's like but yeah I mean th these banks are critical to our infrastructure and uh, these additional rules were put in place for a reason and by lowering um, raising those limits it sort of gave a bunch of banks a license to potentially do and become systemic risks to the to the economy even if they still are below that 250 billion dollar threshold and as i was saying yesterday this is one of the things that's really striking about the need to bail out svb is this is a bank that had that was the 16th largest in the us and that it has been able to create this kind of panic in the markets shows that even you know 200 billion dollars is still a big enough bank to cause the level of concern that we're currently seeing ripple through the markets and affect other banks and institutions and that's just that's just frustrating like it's just really really frustrating that we had pretty good regulations put in place after the last um issue that we have with the banking sector and they were rolled back and uh, now we're kind of back to doing this again and of course circumstances are different we're no longer in uh, an economy where the banking or the, the housing crisis is is the the root cause here a lot of it is the federal reserve raising interest rates um, a lot of it for SVB was the uh, amounts of concentration that they had from uh, private equity and startups uh, that had uh, big balance sheets. Um, so they had much smaller customer base, but much larger individual accounts. So circumstances are different for sure. But um, that doesn't mean that just because the circumstances are different, that these regulations that were put into place were junk. They were well thought out and prudent and we rolled some of them back and this is what we got. So from that perspective, it's frustrating. Uh, I could definitely rattle on about uh, my sort of frustration with Barney Frank, who's a politician that I had a certain belief system in before, but you know, seeing this is a little bit frustrating for a variety of reasons. Um, so Dodd-Frank is super interesting. I think it's worth kind of checking out the Wikipedia article on it if you want to get the kind of long and short. Um, but it's just really important to, to know that like the reason that we have such a good banking system in the US isn't just because we all believe in it, Although a lot of uh, our belief in like the value of our money and our banking system is one of the things that contributes to it, but there's been a bunch of rules and regulations that were put in place before 2008 and even after that that were well thought out and smart about ensuring that banks were reliable institutions and stewards of the money that people were putting into it. And if we have a cir circumstance where the, the government needs to step in every time a bank fails, even if it is relatively small, uh, like that is just creates that moral hazard that we talked about earlier and just is not a good state for us to be in. So hope this is helpful. Um, I would really love uh, feedback if this has been instructive in any way um, or if there's any detail here that we want to further unpack. So with that, we'll go to uh, Cat Report today. Uh, actually, just had a visit from Sammy. She was up on the desk a little bit before uh, I started recording and uh, kept hopping up even though I kept pushing her down and um, had a visit from the orange earlier but i was doing an interview so i wasn't able to reach back and pet him so he left and went away uh, and i haven't really seen stitch so don't know where she'd been all day but probably somewhere just floofing it up uh, and with that we will catch you tomorrow <laughs>